The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! All right, well, this is different. This is uh, crazy. I know. Uh, it feels like we've leveled up. I Yeah. In a weird way. We had nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. And not, uh, we aren't even responsible for our own success. This... Mm. Nor do we have success. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We are in a brand. The Bunky. Okay. It was a tragic event. We used to have old weaponry around the studio. There was a grenade. We thought it was dead. It wasn't. Uh, unfortunately, fucking Toshi reappeared, pulled the pin. <sighs> Here we are. Um, the bunker is, is, is defunct. It, it, it was blown up. Literally. Yeah, there's like a fallout situation there yeah. that we can't yeah. throw away. There's, so. And there's, you know, don't get near it with the fucking, you know, what's that called? The little radiation? Uh, Geiger. 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 Um, don't get near it. Uh, it's bad for you. So we are in a brand new studio. It probably sounds a little different. It definitely feels different. It feels like we're like kind of in a weird way in a real studio. I know. It's, it's weird. We uh, we have a beautiful, lovely friend. Um Blake Crouch, New York Times bestselling author, Blake Crouch. Um, he was and his more successful wife and his his way smarter wife, uh, Jackie. <laughs> Jackie, the artist uh, known as Knuckles, known as Knuckles. Um, they're beautiful people. They said, you know what? We got some extra office space. Um, we thought we were just going to walk into like a box with nothing and. Here we are with like balconies and kitchens and, you know, nice, clean bathrooms. And <laughs> it's just it's a world apart. And so they let us use some of their space. We are in Mountainside Studios. All right. So That's official. Of, it's official. Uh, uh, we were 30,000 feet below the Earth's surface in the bunkie. And now we are. Cloud City. We cloud. live with Lando Calrissian. It's literally 100 stories above the Earth. <laughs> And I, <laughs> it gets you woozy. Just going outside on the balcony gets you woozy. It gets you a little disoriented, some vertigo action, dude. There's yeah. a difference between taking an elevator ride to the sky as opposed to into the core of the earth. <laughs> it's like a mind shaft situation. <laughs> like we just piled onto a rickety platform that descended. Um, yeah. We are moving on up, dude. Beans don't burn on the grill. Not on this grill. Not on this grill. Um, yeah, so it's it's beautiful. It has things like cups in the kitchen. <laughs> um, <laughs> it has um, all the amenities. It, it's got all of Blake's books translated into a myriad of languages. It's really cool. That's my there's, favorite part. Yeah, there's like uh, books in Korean, books in what would appear to be Mandarin, books that look to be in Hindu. Um, they've obviously republished his books 
all over the world. Worldwide. So, um, and then put them into all languages. It's it's pretty awesome. We might watch the playoffs later on a TV that's in our lounge. <laughs> this is where we are now, guys. Get used to it. We're gonna, I kind of want to live here. There's, hey, three words for you. Uppity. <laughs> we are uppity. We are uppity. We are very uppity. <laughs> Our shit literally doesn't stink anymore. Um, but yeah, it's super nice. Thank you so much. They they don't listen to the podcast except when they're on it. But I exactly. love you. And I hope you're having fun. They're off. Uh, Cavorting? Cavorting. In uh, at Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree, which is right. right. It was Joshua Tree is kind of not my old stomping ground, but it was close enough where I spent a lot of time. That was the place you go when you're a kid. You bring a bunch of generators and then you bring old furniture to make a bonfire. You make a 20 foot tall bonfire and plug in instruments and play really loud in the desert while maybe participating in psychoactive things. I would imagine they're staying in a, a some sort they're of house not doing with that. glass walls. And- <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> it's a but yeah, it's made out of like yeah, everything's blown glass. Yeah, yeah, I could totally see it. Um, hopefully, some sort of Japanese toilet. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just a. It's weird. It's a floor drain. You got to be careful with those things. <laughs> the, the, the Japanese toilets. Why? They'll, they'll, get you, they'll get you. There's a button on there that literally just says no. <laughs> but it's still a button. <laughs> we, we still don't know what it does. Um, I'm I've pressing, never had the courage. I'm pressing it the next time I use it, though. I don't care what anybody says. Um, guys, it's time. Thank you so much for hanging in there with us. I feel like we got to talk about our early morning writing experience. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. We're, okay. we're coming into this podcast a little bit tuned up. Uh, and it's literally not our fault. Not our fault okay. at all. But Bobby and I uh, have been known to indulge in beverages. <laughs> so let's just say that typically having a couple drinks is like having toast. Like it doesn't bother us. We move on with our day. It's great. Yeah. We went over to your stomping grounds, and now my my brethren yep. over at uh, El Moro, lovely people at El Moro, um, went there real quick just to write what we were going to do today. Yeah, because we like to get together and put together some sort of itinerary. As as lame as it is, uh, we do that, <laughs> and so we went over there. And we we're like, you know, what? we have a little bit of time, so let's get over there. We'll have a drink. We'll write a little bit. Everything will be fine. So, Bobby, what what happened? As we're wont to do, we both ordered a gin and tonic, which they have the best gin and tonic on planet Earth. It's as far pretty as goddamn concerns. good. Pretty goddamn yeah. good. Uh, house-made tonic, just delightful. And they, what's that, uh, the brothers, the Jones brothers? or Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is their well gin, which is lovely. It's fucking great. We both had a Fernet. Yeah. Shot that thing. Again, this is 101 in our lives. Yeah, this is... Yeah, this I mean, is how I get nothing. my shit together. This is nothing. I get right with Jesus <laughs> by by that combination. You know what I mean? But that's just so I can make it through the next. I believe hour. they call it communion. Yes, sir. Yes, and um, uh, Tony, who is a gorgeous man. We by the we way. call him Simple Tony it, because <laughs> his last name is Simplicio. I, uh, I, I hate to put him on blast, but he's such a dear guy. He used to work for me over at the Strader at the Mahogany Grill for years. Uh, really good guy. Um, yeah, Just a he, beautiful, ripped-up Dago. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, He's a Dago who can cut glass. So this motherfucker comes over, 
and pours us what an ounce if probably an ounce if it's a 0.75 to an ounce of the shittiest liqueur <laughs> that what? god is ever allowed to be created like what is it what well, i don't know it's i made call out, it a liqueur it's made out of like lawn clippings and yeah yeah and desperation desperation yeah. probably a couple bad marriages are thrown in there so we're we're speaking of course of chicago's favorite spirit oh. malort malort We've never talked about Malort on this podcast. There's a reason. Because it is dog shit. <laughs> it's such dog shit. It's one of those regional things. Every every area of the country and the world, as a matter of fact, has a regional thing they do that nobody else does. Right? Um, it, you know, you go to Louisiana, you have a hurricane. You go to, you know, everybody's got their regional things that they do. Um, this is not a good one. <laughs> Um, Malort, but by the way, the name yeah. tells you everything. Yeah. Malort. It doesn't it, taste like anything. It sounds like a liver dysfunction, like oh, a no, liver it's disease. the color you've of liver dif- come, dysfunction. <laughs> you've come down with a bad case of the Malorts. It is, it looks like bile. <laughs> it, it literally is the color of bile. Yeah. Or yellow chartreuse. Yeah. One, yeah, one, yeah, one yeah. or the other. Um, one of those taste good. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Um, so <laughs> I heard it described as it tastes like daffodils and subjugation. Um, it tastes <laughs> it's chamomile and uh, right wing hatred. It's uh, it's a lot going on. I can't even explain. How do you, the only thing that I could come away with with Malort, which I've I had it a few years ago. Obviously, never did it again after just kind of it was more of a kitschy like, oh, because it's famous for being horrible. Um, And it's also kind of a rite of passage. Uh, Everybody like you got to try it if you haven't tried it. We had less than an ounce to an ounce of it. And it's bitter. Like you end up tasting this for like 10 minutes after you have it. It just sits in the back of your throat and gets worse and more bitter and more disturbing. Right. Um. So Bobby, and there's you, there's a side effect. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> when you mix gin, fernet, yeah. and malort. So we were walking over to the liquor store to get a spirit for for the podcast, and we both at the same time realized we're fucked up. Like <laughs> what happened? I haven't had anything to drink all day. Obviously, before that, no. I had a small shot of fernet, a gin, a. a, a Standard G and T, and then we had less than an ounce of Malort. And Bobby and I were looking at each other, going, "We're walking on pillows. Right <laughs> like I am wobbly. Like what it is was happening? Two and a half blocks <laughs> to get to the liquor store, and I thought it was never going to end." <laughs> Bobby was disrobing while he was walking <laughs> and just shedding clothes. I'm so hot. <laughs> I'm so hot. Um, dude, oh. it was that's a real thing. I mean, that I'm almost I'm almost wanting to try that again. Just to that see combo. if it was like an anomaly or is that if that, magic? it's like a magic potion you create. Um, it's, I think if you do three rounds of that, you'll start seeing colors for sure. Dude, it's like fallout. It's like you get a little bit of this and a little bit of that and mix it together and it yep. turns into a bomb. Dude, <laughs> it's fucking gnarly. So anyway, here we are. Um, we MacGyvered drunkenness. We ma- Thank you. That's well said. Well said. You're, um, you're welcome. We are no longer in the bunkie, like I stated. We are in Cloud City, y'all. Moving on up. Moving on up. Um, and it uh, feels good. 
It feels really fucking good. Finally, after all these years. Well, what's this thing called? Um, well, today it's the whiskey reel. Yeah, because we have one. Because we're fancy. Just saying. <laughs> um, and we we celebrated. I, I your your boy Aaron here splurged a little bit. Yeah, you did. But um, welcome back. It is. The riskiest of wheels and the whiskiest of reels. It is the whiskey reel. We are flying high above you, looking down on you with judgment. That's yeah. what we do. Right down we, my nose. Right down my nose. Um, We are back and sitting across from me. You know who this guy is. He is the inventor of self-destruction. He knows how to blow up a spot better than anyone. Um, this is <laughs> the, the often troubled but always happy. Oh, one Mr. Bobbeth Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noises. I found out that you can be clinically depressed and still <laughs> appear pretty happy. <laughs> oh, my God. Directly across from me, maybe for the first time ever. Like literally across. Yeah. Yeah, we're in a like, real like situation kind of now. staring at each this other. This is freaking weird. me out yeah, a little bit. it's freaking me out. Um, he is the opposite of Dorian Gray, and more importantly, he's the district manager of my heart. Oh, he is Sir Buddy. Antonio Branderas. Yeah, brother. Um, we are back. Um, like I said, thank you so much to the Crouches. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're good folks. They're you know what? I think Jackie kept her name. Oh, uh, did she? I think so. Oh, well, whatever. Oh, in heart. Yeah. In heart. That's she's kind gonna, of a thing. She's not gonna fuck up her career. In- <laughs> <laughs> I'm so betting she doesn't know if it's gonna work out. <laughs> so she doesn't have to get her credit card stitched. Um <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. We love you yeah, so much. Love, you, you literally are the best people I've met in Durango. And I'm sitting across from one of my best friends. But Aww. you guys are uh, are the dearest, dearest hearts um, that I've met here. Most kind, gracious people. Absolutely. Um, and you guys can cook and you know your shit about booze and you're wildly successful. You're great people to be uh, associated with. Um, yeah. That being said, we've got a crazy... Uh, bit of time here in Durango. This is the week before death. Um, but before we get into what a snowdown yeah. is. Yeah, we're going to talk some snowdown, folks. Um, we're going to go in, man. We, we're we we're right across the street from a lovely establishment called Wagon Wheel is what they are called. And they deliver now, too, which we just found out. Um, they have a lovely selection. I'm going to be dead in six months. Oh, no, for sure. Um <laughs> They have a lovely selection of bourbon um, and gin and vodka, et cetera, et cetera. For such a small store, they really pack it in, man. They got some fun stuff. So we were perusing. No, we didn't get the Sambuca. I know you guys were hoping for the Sambuca. Um, (laughs) It takes too long to chill. Yeah, dude. And I don't have coffee beans. It's stupid. Um, We looked along and uh, first we were going to get an Irish because you you know us, y'all. But... My eye was was strucken. That's not a word. Stricken. Uh, stru- oh, stricken. Sorry. Strucken's not a word, right? No. Okay. Um, by a lovely shaped bottle. Um, it's very classic, old school, pre-prohibition shaped bottle. It's very classic. And of course, you know, we had to travel all the way back to Japan uh, for Kokori. It is 41%. It's weird. It says 41% alcohol, but 89 proof. Yeah, uh, Very confused. From a people that are pretty good at math. <laughs> oh God, dude! I know. Uh, I wish I, I, I wish I had like a, the correct pronunciation of this. Kikori. 
Kikori? Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing it's something like that. Yep. I, um, I'm going to go with it until somebody tells me otherwise. Uh, this is distilled from rice and pure mountain water in Kumamoto. Kumamoto being famous for their oysters. Um, yep. Considered, widely considered the best oyster in the world. It's arguable. It's debatable. If you're an oyster geek, um, kumos is what we lovingly call them in the kitchen, are very expensive oysters. Um, This is from the water that those oysters uh, use to filter out impurities, I guess. That's what oysters do, right? So we're drinking Um, that. We're drinking (laughs) oyster expression. Um, this oyster is <laughs> oyster jizz. This is <laughs> aged in barrels for three years, as you guys know. In America, to be called a bourbon, it's a two-year minimum. Um, the Japanese do things differently, man. They 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 have taken whiskey and made it their own. They've got as much as Kentucky's got a style, as much as Tennessee has a style. Um last uh couple weeks ago we did a Chicago um or a Kansas City Kansas whiskey City, which yeah. is crazy. Um everybody's got their own stilo. The Japanese, we always joke around and say, you know, there's like very soft hands. Um they're very nimble with their distilling. Like and I mean that in a way of nothing's heavy-handed, nothing's yes. overwrought. It's not too much oak, too much honey, too much red apple. They have a wonderful ability there, to a, balance. Like an elegance to what they do. 100%. Ephemer. Yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Bobby hates that. <laughs> this is the same color as You know Malort. who hates it? Japanese people. <laughs> this is the same color as Malort. It, it's a little more caramely. In color, color-wise, yeah. oh, it's so a dark color yellow. I got you. Yeah, because yeah, that's uh, like antifreeze yellow. It's got a little more amber. No, oh, right. thing to I got it. you. Yeah. Check then, you out, Bubba. Malort. Check you out, Bubba. Um, this is a this small does not batch. Look like bio. No, um, it's a batch number four, right? Um, which means that this is small batch. I'm going out on a limb. This is everything that you would expect to get out of a fifty dollar bottle. Um, this is, we talked about daffodils and chamomile and stuff. This is so hyper floral. It's got wonderful barreling to it. Um, not again, not overwrought with barrel or oak at all. Um, boy, this is just, I, I'm having trouble kind of wrapping my head around it. The first thing that I noticed was that it, it doesn't taste like a lot of the traditional Japanese whiskeys in that they like the Suntory are the, like single malt kind of uh slightly peaty slightly smoky right um this doesn't really have a lot of that no this is um, more like an american style whiskey agreed yeah um rather than that suntory sort of where it's almost like a baby scotch yeah right but this, it's also not like jamming creme brulee down your throat at all it's light and it's super yeah, fucking dude, easy to drink fuck this Delicious. is gnarly dude yeah, um, i like it it's like there's a weird like banana thing going on. There's it's floral. Ooh. It does have some caramelly sort of stuff bit. to it, but it doesn't have the like nutmeg, cinnamon. It doesn't have the breakfast spices. No. Um but it has the vanillins, the caramel just a little bit. And it's funny, it's not like it's vanilla vanilla. It's almost like somebody took like a vanilla bean that's been soaking in like glycerin and then you atomized it into the bottle or something. It's yeah. like so delicate. It's crazy good. Not um, a mixer. How dare you, sir? I, I Not even Diet Barks. No, I couldn't imagine anything you would mix with this. Not even ice. No, I, I don't no. even want to dilute this. I don't Like either. this is neat or no. 
Yeah. Right. Um, but at 50 bucks, guys, I'm telling you, if yeah. you haven't had this before, we haven't had this before, right? You nope. haven't had this before. Never. Kikori, um, K-I-K-O-R-I, and it is goddamn good. Absolutely. Um, we'll talk, we might jump in, you know, here and there as we let the liquor develop in the glass and, you know, sure, if sure. there's some other stuff that kind of comes out of it. Right now, though, it is just like, I'm, I, I obviously don't struggle for words in my day-to-day life. Um, I'm having a hard time kind of like putting my finger on this. This doesn't. I know. It's so different. Um, yeah, it's it's a spirit that I've never tasted before. Mm, you know what I mean? Like 100%. like when you drink uh, Bren, uh, the yeah. French the French cognac barrel uh, single malt that they do. It's a different thing. Nothing else tastes like that spirit. Right. This is very similar in the sense that nothing else tastes like this. I've right. never had this before. Yeah. This has never been a, in my mouth before. That's this, a, these flavors. And you never hear Bobby saying that. Yeah, because I've About had a anything. bunch of horrible things in my mouth. <laughs> Not just Malort. <laughs> Not just Malort. <laughs> Sounds like a just a really beastly huge woman in Ireland. Like Malort McKinney. Malort. Malort. Um, so anyhow. there's going to be a lot of whiskey drinking going on in the next oh 10 days in this town. <sighs> okay, Bobby, you want to tell And everybody? we can talk about this because this is a national phenomenon. People come here to do this shit. Yeah. and I Mostly don't... from... Texas and Montana, but like, and but people do New come Mexico, here. New Mexico, yeah, Chicago, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We we have our weird inroads. Yeah, you it's know, weird. California. Uh, yeah, fucking. yeah. Um. So what's happening next week? So we talked about this last week. We made fun of it. Uh, this and is, rightfully so. Yeah, this is snowdown week, and it's five days of debauchery in Durango, Colorado, which typically can be a lot of fun. Yeah, um, it's a good time. People get to cut loose. Stop being it's, lawyers and accountants for a week. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's spring bake for everybody over 40. Yes, exactly. So, because the kids party every weekend. So, this is when you see like your dentist doing blow in the bathroom of the ranch. This is where mm-hmm. you see your CPA passed out on a park bench. This is where you see your fucking uh, nurse practitioner vomiting behind a fucking trash can. And it's all good. Like, it's there fine. is. There is no retribution uh, for whatever you do during Snowdown. And it's five days of events at local bars and restaurants. Like, you know, the the classic, like, wet t-shirt contest and Cards Against Humanity and the Bloody Mary contest and all these different things that happen. Obviously, this year is different with the old Omi Omi. Um, Mm -hmm. The Cron Cron is hitting everybody uh, from a staffing issue, it's hard to even keep things open right now, especially restaurants and bars where you're literally your whole job is being around people. Um, but then to willfully open your doors to a bunch of people that are expressly there to get fucking hammered. Yeah. I mean, which is fine. It, it means a lot of money to downtown. Downtown makes an insane amount of money off of this event. Absolutely. But. Things related to local government and state government are closing. So you have like the fairgrounds that won't be participating. Anything that's kind of even indirectly related to local government is closing events because they feel like they that's their responsibility to right. be able to help out the community and do that stuff. Yep. Um, on the other side, you have restaurants and bars doing things that they've never done before. Like fine dining restaurants making golf holes for we do a golfing event in Snowdown where it's it's like 
30 teams of God knows how many people dressed up, walking around town with fucking putters. Um, and you go to 13 different bars or restaurants now. And the whole idea is that you give the restaurant money, whether that's a quote unquote, what they call a bribe to get a good score on your golf, or you buy shots for people or whatever. It ends up being 13 rounds of drinks. Yeah. Let's just be honest. Very rarely do people not, even if you have a beer, you're still drinking fucking 13 beers. Like that's the way this goes down. Shots Always get involved. Always. And then after that, you climb underneath a building into its <laughs> basement with no fucking windows, sweating out profuse amounts of alcohol, and there's like a DJ and a dance. Yes. This is still happening. That's happening. Um, yeah. And yep. then we have what's called the Follies, which is a bunch of people. You've yep. participated in this I before, have. right? How would you describe the Follies like to somebody out of town? Um, the Follies is... A bunch of locals that think they are very, very funny and cool. And a lot of them are. I'm not going to be a dick about it. But it is community sketch comedy. And, right. you know, some things are going to be better than others. <laughs> but like, <laughs> You're so diplomatic. <laughs> um, is that uh, happening at the DAC still? Um, that's, I th- yeah, because the I think Durango it's all Art at the DAC. Center. Yeah. yeah, it's all at the DAC because uh, the Strader has been sold and that theater is no longer operational. Yeah, the Anisis own that. They've, they have a 99-year lease on that theater. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know what they're doing with it, but I'm to, to the best of my knowledge, the Follies will Dude, not be there. They got so much money. They don't even give a shit. Yeah. And that theater was... I I would never cast the persons at the dispersions at the DAC. They're good people, but like that was a theater theater. The theater theater was so much fun to perform there. Um, well, it's a proscenium stage. It's yeah. a tiered fucking like it's a true theater. Yeah, it felt whereas great. the DAC feels like almost like uh, like underground comedy space. Yeah, um, where it's like kind of disparate. Seats everywhere. Yeah, so, I mean, you get a different feel from both places. But it's still a stage. But it's still, still a stage. It's very fun. Yeah. Um, but the, that, the, I don't know, extravagance of the Strader Theater was really, yeah, really cool. Yeah, it feels bigger. Yeah. Grander. Yeah. But, right. well, to, to go back to our conversation, you're going to be packing a bunch of people in shoulder to shoulder. Hey. And mixing it up. So the reason we brought up Snowdown, I guess, this week, two weeks in a row, is just... We're, we're going to see another big old spike. It's it's inevitable. It'd be silly to pretend and bury your head in the sand and say this is not going to happen. Yeah. Um, I know from a personal standpoint, anecdotally, um, I have seen COVID take two to three of my staff members and then two or three come back the same week. So it's like dig a hole, fill a hole with staff. I haven't had a full staff in over two months um, by virtue of everybody being back. Um, I'm hoping by the end, well, I was hoping by about mid-February that we might be able to start to put some of this to our rear view because the people that are going to get it have gotten it at that point. The other, (laughs) it's so fucking shitty. The other wild card is a different variant. We're not there yet, but it would be stupid to think that there won't be another one. However, um, you were saying FEMA was in town. That's what I've heard. Um, we're short on healthcare workers, <laughs> obviously. Uh, 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 well, we um, have, like, full disclosure, in Durango, there's one legit hospital. It's a big hospital that a lot well, wait, of people there's from... Two, there's two. Enema Surgical is pretty legit. But you know it's, what I'm saying. I do. Like, I mean, that's a it's full a different, serve. It's a it's different It's not thing. ICUs. It's no. not, yeah. Like, but. we have two emergency rooms, but as exactly. far as a full-fledged, long-term hospital yeah, with one. ventilators, and we have one. 
Um, so and people come from all over yes. to go here. It's not just for us. It's for fucking Cortez, Pagoza, Bayfield, Cortez, Mancus, yeah. dude, Farmington. Like mm-hmm. I mean, they they come from everywhere to go to this hospital. They are overrun. Yep, they're overrun. Yep. Period. End of story. Um, every medical professional I talk to is just like, yeah. I mean, they just sit there. You, they they stare off in the distance with deer fucking headlight eyes and just shake their head. So according to the Durango Herald, they reached out, um, contacted, I guess, the state government first, and they made arrangements to have people from FEMA, actually healthcare workers, actually come down and provide you know assistance because um, they're like basically everything's full. All the ICU beds are full. Right. All, you know, people are sick. And so they're triaging and they're trying, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, let's man. talk about them like building a tent city. Like I've heard in that the parking lot. Bandied about, yeah. Like you know? a fucking like a straight up triage, like war tent. Yeah. You know, like mass unit, you know, type and shit. No judgment. But like those people, uh, maybe some judgment. Eighty five percent. Eighty five percent of those are unvaccinated individuals that are getting hospitalized. Yep. You know, so my step my stepfather almost like died in my living room on Christmas day and he had to be taken to ICU and wait. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because, and he had a legit medical issue and you know, it's all, it's preventable. It's like, I know we've been talking about this for two years, but like, I don't know. And I'm not, we're past the whole, you guys need to, we're past this now. I just, it feels like every time we get to the precipice of regular or normal, we get pulled back again. And it's not because of anything I'm doing. It's yeah. not because of anything you're doing. It's because of things that other people are doing. And these are people that we care about, friends of ours that have fake vax cards and refuse to get vaccinated and have had COVID three times. And yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, going back to Snowdown, it makes a. We put out a pamphlet every year that has all the list of events for Snowdown. So on Wednesday, you have this and you have that and you have the butt chugging over, you know, at this place and whatever. It's a bunch of silly crap, wet t shirt contests and everything that you would think of, right? Uh, butt I darts. I don't think there is an actual butt chugging contest. There should be. There should be. I tell you the bar that would have it, though. Oh, I know which bar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not let's, saying. Let's say no more. Let's just say no more. Everybody knows that's local, knows exactly what we're talking about. Um, that being said, they have this big pamphlet. You see um, um, event after event for every day, and it's a pretty action-packed fucking five days. There's hundreds and like, hundreds of events. Yeah, it's crazy. The big thing is half of those events, or I won't say half, but there's a lot of those events that are printed that aren't happening now. Yeah, I think everything at the fairgrounds is dosed. On the website, pancake it's like breakfast, thirty events, something like that. I think that Do's have officially been like, canceled. Yeah, yeah, and 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 we're still a week away. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen between dude. Right now, full disclosure, we're here in you know Sky City on a Saturday recording. Yeah, um, just for you knuckleheads, and we're still fucking four days away from the kickoff. Yeah. Let alone getting into the dirt McGirt, which is next Friday week when we record, we're going to be full on in it. Yeah, you know dude, I mean? we're going like, to be in the middle of it. Middle of it. And so, I like you said, a catastrophe. <laughs> if I you're mean, being it's gonna it's gonna be like watching the beginning of a car crash. You know, we were all upset about, and I, you know, full disclosure, I caught COVID the weekend of New Year's Eve. But you're vaxxed and boosted. I'm vaxxed and boosted. I had a night of shivering, and I was done. And yeah, that was it. It was over. 
and I could probably go wander about and make out with strangers all I want, which is which how I think I got COVID. Kind of <laughs> why you're sick. Pretty sure why that's yeah. why I got COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't even remember her name. But. Shout out to Heather. <laughs> uh, I think it was no. Uh, Emily. Her name was Emily. Of course it was. Yeah. It's still, there's a lot of Emilys in this thing. I don't know why. I know. I've yeah, through a few Emilys. But but what were you saying about that? Oh, I forgot. But uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, like we're we're it's the calm before the storm. It's the calm the before the storm's happening. You're okay to go. I want to be clear up. about something though. Like I'm not gonna judge anyone for going out and blowing off some I steam get it. and having fun. I totally get it. Yeah. And if you want to know the schedule, go to snowdown.org and download the PDF. Hundred percent. Go have some fun. I'm not judging. But they are requiring vaccination, proof of vaccination, or recent testing for all the events. Yeah. Like you're gonna have to walk in there, and we know I know at least three people in town that have fake vac- fake vax cards. I do too. So it doesn't even matter. So I and mean, I don't it, think they're it, the same people. No, which is scary. Yeah. Um, but but like I said, people are gonna do it anyway. I just hope that people do it properly and correctly, and I know they won't. I know, you know, when it comes to one a.m. on Friday. Any place that's still open is going to be stacked with bodies, spitting in each other's fucking mouths and fucking, you know, sweating all over each other, man. It's just fucking going to happen. I think that is one of the events. (laughs) And you know where they're having that. Yeah, the mouth spitting You know know where they're having that, right? (laughs) It's It's kind of like beer pong. It's the same place they're doing butt chugging. Yeah. it's gonna be so much fun. It's on the patio, though. It's not inside. Um, I'm, I'm going to defer, even though I. Are probably, you doing anything? I don't think so. I mean, uh, if anything, I might go hang out in my usual haunts, kind of during the day, and see. But people not like gra- full blown. Events. But I'm not going full blown out late night. Shut her down. Fucking. I'm not stepping foot in El Ranchero. Not gonna happen. Not gonna. Not happen. a fucking chance. No. I'm not gonna be on that block. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the danger block. I mean, you know. I used to be called the mayor of the 900. <laughs> stupid. I'm so stupid. You're so stupid. I know. Um, there are a couple places in town that have like reputations, right? There's three places in town that have reputations. Um, and I'm not going to say what no, they No, we are, won't say But them. we all know those bars. There's three particular bars mm-hmm. that have a reputation. And this is the place where the police get called to. This is the place where all the fights happen. This is, and those places are going to be fucking stacked. And it's going to be a bunch of people that don't live here, and that's fine. We need the money. Mm -hmm. I love it. Give us your money. I just, man, we're gonna we're gonna see. It's inevitable, Bobby. We're gonna see. We're gonna see this. I'm just hoping by the end of February, man. Maybe there's no events happening, but then I hear. That Durango is setting up, and rightfully so, man. We lost a lot of money the last two years. I get it. People are struggling still. Yes. Um, For May, I think there's five weeks beginning in May where there's something going on in town. Yeah. Like a big thing. Like Taste of Durango. Wine experience. Blah, 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 blah. Like every weekend, we're going to have people coming into town in May. Right. So I'm just, I mean. Unless by that time we have variant Z. Yeah. You know spreads just as fast as Omicron and turns your kidneys into liquid shit. Megatron, dude. You know? Yeah, who knows? Um, yeah, yeah. You lose your voice for the rest of your life and <laughs> yeah. you shit Malort. That's going to be the new variant. Those are the two. That's symptoms. how they make it. 
everything just became so clear. <laughs> oh God, dude! It's just pouring out of your gallbladder, malort, <laughs> malort, dude. And they just strain it off and bottle it. They don't yeah. even fucking sanitize it. It's fucking disgusting. Um, it does taste like Dookie water. Let's just be Dookie water. Dookie water. Um, that's actually a really, really apt. I hate to be eight years old, but that is Dookie water. That's Dookie Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, anywho, we, we, we're, uh, we're being depressing. Well, whatever, yeah, dude. That's fine. I, I mean, look, we're talking about what's going on right now. The the cool thing that's going on right now, and we're going to get fucking super inside football with baseball and baseball with football. Inside baseball with football is what I meant. Uh, oh, we're yeah. Gonna, we're going to talk a little foosball because uh, it's playoffs time. this is the best part of the season. This is where you get to see all the teams that deserve to be there. Are there? And if you hate football, tune out for the next ten minutes. It's just going to be ten minutes. Don't worry about it. We're not going to bore you. Five to ten minutes. We're just going to do our picks because it's cool to do them now. Because I'm going to do my Mike Florio impersonation and talk football. Perfect. Um, Let's do our (laughs) who's going to get to the NFC AFC Championship game, and then who's going to ultimately go to the Super Bowl, and then let's talk about who we think's going to win it. Oh, okay. All right. All right, and now Bobby's going to be very esoteric and pick some fucking weird teams. So no, prepare for that. None of these are weird teams. These are the best <laughs> eight teams. This is, and by the way, <laughs> this is the best weekend of football. This is what we as dorks live for in football. This weekend, yeah. two games Saturday, two games Sunday. That's what's up. Um, and obviously, we're recording on a Saturday, so um, we don't know what the results are as of recording. So yeah. take that into consideration when you listen to this on Tuesday morning. 100%. Um, okay. Let's, let's start with probably the least interesting AFC game for most people as far as markets and stuff would be Tennessee and Cincinnati. Yes. That's uh, the least interesting. I, and it's at Tennessee. Yes. Um, it's hard for me. I mean, I've seen, you know, that's your old boyfriend is Tannehill. Um, it's hard for me <laughs> to look at that, that where they're playing, how they're playing right now. Cincinnati had a great game last game. Um, they've got all the upside in the world, does Cincinnati. They're going to be a good team for a few years, man. Um, they have the sense of a team. You can look at a team and be like, they're a year ahead of schedule. They're on a cusp yeah. right now. They're about to get really dangerous. Yes. Um, as we see teams like the Steelers and Ravens kind of slip into obscurity, yes. teams like Cincinnati and Cleveland. Uh, ascending. Asc- are ascending. And I say Cleveland. I understand the year they had, but they also had a lot of shit they were up against this year, much like my team, much like your team. Sure. A lot of injury, a lot of COVID, a lot of bad fucking shit. That being said, I don't think there's anybody in the world that thinks Cincinnati is going to win this game. I think this is going to be the shockingly good game because of the weekend. I have a feeling. If Derrick Henry shows up and is Derrick Henry, if the game anything, is over. If he's 90% Derrick Henry. The game's over. Yeah. Let's be honest, right? Yeah. Okay. Can we put that one to bed? I Yeah. I think Tennessee I, wins that game. I think Tennessee wins that game. I just think Tennessee's further along in their development and getting Agreed. Derrick Henry back. Tannehill has A.J. Brown and Julio Jones in this game. It's going to be a Brown, shit show. If you've never seen that young kid. He's a fucking nightmare. What the fuck, dude? There is There are guys in the he league now. He and D.K. Metcalf came out of the same college, and it's insane. Well, Debo what they the were Niners. Eating. Holy like, shit. Fucking, yeah. There are these guys now that are just linebackers playing receivers. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So anyways, yeah. Anyway, Tennessee wins that game. Okay. The next AFC game. 
This is the interesting game. This is the baller This game. is the baller game. This should have been the AFC Championship. I know. Um, however, it isn't. We get to watch it this weekend. Kansas City Chiefs uh, against the Buffalo Bills. It is, man, I rewatched that last game. I had it on at the bar while I was covering for an asshole. Um, I watched the last game on uh, NFL Network. And... Uh, it was startling how bad the Bills got their asses kicked in the last time they met up this year. They got fucking they got fucking beat up, dude. They, they against it, Kansas City? Yeah. Okay. Wasn't it 34 to 10? N- no. Wasn't it? No. Was I watching another game? Buffalo beat Kansas City this year. I thought they lost to Kansas City. Hold on. All right, whatever. Okay. <laughs> Either way, I I treat teams like the Buffalo Bills until they win, they're not going to win. And I know that sounds crazy, but when you're facing a team like the Chiefs for his... Oh, man. Did I blow it? No, no, no. Hold on. Oh, right. Just keep talking. Um, for a team as... For as bad of a year that the Kansas City had early on, and they did, let's all be honest, they looked like they were out of sorts. Um, they have come back to be the Chiefs that we're all kind of expecting Absolutely. them to be. I mean... Buffalo is fucking playing their dicks off right now. This is now. the first time, I think, ever in a divisional round playoff game where the two quarterbacks are both coming in having just thrown five fucking touchdowns the previous week. It's insanity. They it, are it, so hot. Both they're hot right teams. now. However, and Buffalo boat raced the Chiefs in October. Then what, the, what was the game I was watching? The, the year before. Oh, fuck me. Sorry about that. I'm, That's a, right. I'm a douchebag. Who gets um, We're not professional sportscasters. It doesn't matter. I still like to not be wrong when I say things, um, even though it happens so long. Oh, by the way, I watched that Buffalo game in fucking Collins' living room, who is the world's biggest. Oh, that's right. No, I watched fan. it with you. Yeah. And then we left at halftime. And then we left at halftime. Because it was such a route. It was a that's route. That's right. Motherfucker. I forgot. That's anyway. Okay. Um, we may have had a couple of drinks. Might have. Um, and that was after Jabos. Yeah, that's uh, just oh, saying. That's right. So, so okay. What are your thoughts on this game? Because f- this game to me is simple. It's in Kansas City. Huge advantage. Not only that, but I'm a big guy. You've got to beat. You've got to kill the giant before you can fucking go to the next stage. Buffalo's right there. All the talent in the world. They have everybody everywhere in the right position. They're a very fucking dangerous team, and they're gonna be that for a long time. By the way. Um, I until they beat the big boys, they lose in, in my yeah. eyes. And I don't know if this year is the year where they over they they fucking excel and beat the Chiefs. So, like I said, Kansas City or uh, I'm sorry, Cincinnati is a year ahead of schedule. Yeah, I think Buffalo is having their year. Right, it's been up and down. It's been inconsistent. Sure. They've lost some games to teams that were head scratching. You know, like fucking Jacksonville head you know scratchers, I mean? head scratching. Yeah. So they are more capable of laying a big fat egg than Kansas City is, in my opinion. Okay. I think Kansas City right now is as hot as could fucking be. I think Buffalo is super, super hot, obviously. Um, here's my concern. Buffalo last week did slay their dragon. Old, yeah. Old Belichick. They're old Belichick, yeah. Are they... Is it a come down? Yeah. Is that's it a what fucking, I'm like are they hung over after last week? And now we got to go to Kansas City and deal with that noise. Who knows what the weather's going to be like? Yikes-y. Patrick Mahomes, last time I checked, pretty fucking good. I still think Buffalo wins this game. Wow. Okay. I'm going Chiefs. I, I think he's Buffalo. Going, he's yeah. going buffs. I think Buffalo um, wins by at least a touchdown. Okay. 
Okay. I love it. I and I because that is very likely to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's the game. That's the real toss up. All right, let's NFC. Move, let's go over to the NFC. Um, what? What? Which game are you more intrigued by? You. We were talking Rams Packers, right? Rams Bucks. Rams Bucks. I'm sorry. No, I'm, not I've at got all. Aaron Rodgers on my mind. Um, because I want him in black and gold. It won't happen. <laughs> um. <laughs> Bucks Rams, interesting. Two stalwart old veteran quarterbacks. One is clearly the GOAT. We all know. I we won't know even it. say his name. Um, this is a team that my team embarrassed two games this year. They're very beatable. On paper, they're extremely scary. Um, they do a lot of things really well. On the other side, the Rams is like the uh it's like the who's who and best of best of club. Every good free agent in the last year and a half has gone to the Rams. Every name has gone to the Rams. They got everybody on that team. It's fucking embarrassing. But top-heavy. But top-heavy. Yes, yes, yes. Granted, granted. They are a star-focused team. Yes. There's not enough Jimmys and Joes, maybe, Right. The, and, they, and they remind me of that Laker team with Malone that was so good, and, and, and Gary Payton. They were so good, they got to the finals and then laid an egg. They, this might be that kind of team the Rams have. Yeah. However... Fuck you if they can't fucking put up some fucking wicked numbers. The um, X factor for me is whether or not, <clears throat> excuse me, whether or not Matt Stafford is going to rise to the occasion because we've full. never seen it. He's never been in this position no. before. Um, he's classically been the guy that couldn't win a playoff game, but yep. would also throw for 5,000 yards two years in a row. Of course. And fucking the guy's got a goddamn, he was doing Mahomes shit before Mahomes 100%. was ever even yeah. out of high school. With sidearm. And yeah. Fucking, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That off platform, yeah. different angle. Yeah. He's that guy. I mean, he can rip it, but he will also be a lunkhead and fucking throw to the wrong guy. hundred percent. You know, like in his own end zone and just give up a pick. You know, he can, he can change the game by himself either way, either way. So what are your thoughts by virtue of like the final score? Um, I think they're going to go across country. Uh, that's a fucking tough stadium that, to play in. By that's the way. a tough stadium. The to play in. Um, they match up really well, in my opinion, with the bucks and they've had really good success against the bucks. Um, I have a feeling, my gut feeling is that Tom Brady finds a way to win this game. I agree. I agree. The Tampa Bay's as healthy as they've been all year. All year. Yeah. They've got Shaq Barrett back. They've after got we, Levante David is after back. After we knocked out half of their team the yeah. last time we played. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we put them in the hospital. Their offensive line's a little beat up, but uh, everybody's I think, offensive line is I beat think up. They're, I think they're fucking, okay. Tom's going to find we a We agree way. on that. So we're yeah. two for three. Okay. We agree. Yep. On we agree the Bengals are going to are disagree not, on the next one. I know we are. Um, <laughs> and last but certainly not least, yeah. Bobby, this game excites the shit out of me. You're you're such an Aaron Rodgers guy. I know, but I okay. Well, let's t- tell them who the teams are first. Uh, this is a game in Green Bay, and that's obviously huge, huge. However, Aaron Rodgers has lost like two AFC Championship okay. games in that fucking stadium. Okay, okay. And coming into town is the San Francisco 49ers, who might be offensively the most physical fucking team in football. They are mean on offense, and they will run, they will shut Jimmy G down because he's the weak link on that fucking team, clearly. Mm-hmm. They will shut him down, and he will throw eight passes, maybe. You know what I mean? They Kyle Shanahan has no problem just saying, fuck it. We're running the ball up your ass. They did it two years ago. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I think Garoppolo threw seven or eight passes in that game against Green Bay, and they boat raced him. You know what I mean? Because they run the ball. They have the best running game design, I think, that we've seen in decades, honestly. Like, I think Kyle Shanahan is a true fucking prodigy when it comes to designing running plays. And he's a great play caller. They're physical on defense. Um, They're going to be able to get after Aaron a little bit. That being said, their secondary is not great. Aaron's going to, I don't know. This game is fucking crazy fascinating to me. Okay. I And I understand why. You're a big coach guy. You I'm a big coach guy. coaches. And I don't think coaches well matter know, anymore I, than I think in coaches, any sport. I think coaches are, I don't want to say, I mean, depending on the team, you've got masterminds like Bill Belichick that could take a first-year quarterback and send him to the playoffs because he's that good. There are exceptions to the rule. There are, are, are There's good coaches and not good coaches. Put it that way, right? Um, it's hard for me. I feel the same way about this game as I feel about um, the Chiefs game. Um, you're obviously thinking the Niners are going to get by. Um, in my head, unless you've beaten the Giant at their home, you haven't beaten the Giant yet. Do they have? Are they top ten in both sides? Yes. Are they a physical team? Absolutely. Have they been here before and done this? Not a chance. They are a hot weather team going to a cold fucking stadium with the craziest fans in football against arguably the best quarterback that's ever lived. Um, if they beat them, then they beat them, and I totally get it. But it's hard for me to just give them the pass based on running scheme. and so they, they literally have to go in and be – they're going to get overwhelmed by the moment. And I think I think Jimmy sure. G is going to make some mistakes, and it's going to yeah. cost him dearly. I don't disagree with that yeah. at all. So, so we're looking at – who are the who are your Super Bowl picks then, as it stands right now? I mean, <laughs> just bang um, bang. San Francisco was my Super Bowl pick from Jump Street. Okay, that, so, I thought San Francisco. So was you got going Niners. Who um, in the AFC? KS, uh, Kansas City. Okay, but I've watched the narrative change a little bit, dude. Fucking a with, right with Buffalo. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think they have the, the capability. I would. I mean, let's be honest. Any eight of these teams can be in this scenario. I think Tennessee can make the fucking Super fucking Bowl. a right with Derrick Henry back with fresh legs. Holy fuck, that might Why be a not? problem. Their defense is top ten. They're yes. really, you know. So I heard a really funny anecdote, and we can close the football conversation. Okay. Um, uh, I was listening to Dan Patrick, and they were talking. This I can't, I can't remember who the fuck it was, but uh, they talked about the fact that if Tom Brady's the goat, then Aaron Rodgers is the boat. Because when you compare accomplishments, you can't compare the two, obviously. Right. Brady has all the fucking rings. Right. He's got almost two mitts mit full. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. But Aaron Rodgers is the best we've ever seen. Circumstance. So it's greatest versus best. I mean, he came a couple of bad plays away from not even having the Super Bowl he has right now. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he could be sitting here like Dan Marino with no fucking rings. 100%. Easily. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I've never seen anybody play football like that guy. He's kind of incredible. And the last and- time they played the 49ers, it was a really close game. And I think he had 42 seconds left on the clock or whatever to go 80 yards. Yeah. And he threw three passes and won the game. Right. And, and it was it's, phenomenal. It's frightening. His talent, 
The one thing where I say for Green Bay is why I pick them over is they're getting healthy right now. They've Agreed. got like Bakhtiari back. They've got some like guys yeah. that are like um, that badass cornerback over yeah. there. Uh, they, yeah, they, yeah. They've back. got they've got guys back that they didn't have and they were winning without them. I think at home it's playoffs. It's Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think can the Niners win? Yes, I think it's going to. They're going to have to play their best game, and if they don't, they're going to lose. It's either the best and they win, or they don't play the best and they lose. I don't disagree. Okay, so in Super, my Super Bowl, I said it from the beginning of the year. I still stand by it. Green Bay, Kansas City, I think were my two picks. I um, would murder somebody to see Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. I kind ahead. of is putting this out in the universe just so I can watch it. Something's gonna happen. Oh my god! Because we've we've missed two chances. Yeah. You know what I mean? And obviously this season we lost Aaron Rodgers because that cocksucker decided not to get vaccinated. And by the way, guys, we don't like him. No, we're, no. We're talking from a strictly football standpoint. Is he a cock who doesn't even like his own family? Yes. He's a not a good guy. He's super far up his own ass and he's it's a piece crazy. of shit. It's crazy. He yeah. knows how good. He, he's read his press. Yeah. Uh, right? <laughs> but, but yeah, still. Anyways. Hey, guys. Uh, now that we've lost all of you. Uh, we're gonna, <laughs> Come on back. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to do a little quick sponsor, and we will continue in a few minutes. Yep. For 83 years, Mountainside Studios has been the pinnacle of edgy entertainment. What's scarier than night snakes? White snakes. In 2022, we release the keystone of our film catalog, The Snakes vs. Chronicles Agenda. Welcome to the snake pit, fuckers. These snakes don't fight, but they sure as fuck fight. These masterworks of horror and action have thrilled literally dozens of moviegoers. It's only a movie. It's only a movie. It's only a movie. Do you have the constitution in gigantic nuts to face the snakes? Available exclusively on Quibi. Malort, 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 Malort. Malort's getting it done. Getting it done, brother. Send it, brother. Uh, We are Southwest Colorado's only podcast that refuses to pull punches. Yeah, we refuse. <laughs> we refuse. Uh, guys, you can reach out to us at 970-426-5344. Self-destruction. That's my mantra. <laughs> 970-426-5344. Shoot us a text. Shoot us a voicemail. Let us know you exist. We're out there. We see the numbers. I know you guys are listening. Feedback would be so fun. Yeah, dude. I know you're too cool for school and you can't give feedback, but like it helps. We are the Whiskey Reel on, or I'm sorry, Whiskey Reel on all social media platforms that still exist. You can email us at whiskeyreel at gmail.com. Yeah. Bobby's going to start doing gaming streams on Twitch. 
Yeah, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do... Uh, the some, problem is I'm still playing like old school, like scrolling shit. That's totally okay, by the way. Yeah. Like, they, they, we're not talking about... Dude, there are guys that do fucking Tetris streams, dude. I was about to like, say, man, like I could play Contra. Duke. You know what I mean? Dope, I, dude. It, it's out there. Up, there's down, up, down, playing. left, right, left, right. Yeah, there's um, guys out there playing Contra. Yeah. Uh, and then I eventually will become... Um, I want to do some music reviews, long form, a la... Needle drop. Well, you guys were uh, talking earlier about doing uh, <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons parties. Yeah, we're going to do Dungeons and Dragons. Live stream those. Because I'll kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody already doesn't like me. I'm not going to give them any more ammo. Hey, um, speaking of shitty entertainment. Yes. <laughs> have you guys been watching The Book of Boba Fett? Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so we talked last week about episode three which we all conclusively thought was kind of trash. I, looking back now, did not hate it as much as I did when I saw it. There were definitive holes and and head-scratching moments within the context of it. But I looked at it more like an expeditious um, tool for the storytelling. Uh, it wasn't as good as the train thing. And the last, Like the first two episodes, I absolutely loved um, the third one was like, why did you do this? I think everybody yeah. had the same feeling, right? Like, yeah. why? Why Why was the CGI so bad? Why were this Vespa biker scooter gang happening? <laughs> like, why was this going on? Um, now, Bobby, you watched the fourth episode. I, I have did. not. But, okay, just full disclosure, guys. On our notes for the podcast, all it says is media dash Boba Fett dash sucks that was bobby's <laughs> entire fucking agenda yeah, um, that's my um, notes okay so talk to me talk to me goose i'm not gonna zero in on any specific episode i don't like the arc that we're seeing so the background on boba fett is that he was a very mysterious character that first popped up on the christmas special 100 years ago right um his first appearance in empire strikes back we got to see Slave One, the spaceship. We got to kind of see him nod his head a little bit. And he became the most popular fucking character for in no Star Wars. reason. For he no was reason. just the coolest motherfucker. He just looked badass. Yes. Right? He comes back in The Mandalorian, and Robert Rodriguez directs this one episode where he just fucking absolutely <laughs> destroys. Every stormtrooper on Tatooine, you know what I mean? Or not on Tatooine, but you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It was fucking amazing to have that character back into the Star Wars canon, right? Yeah. But now they're, the, his arc is he's becoming this <laughs> empathetic, <laughs> like caring leader that's trying to take over this cr- They, I'll say it this way. They had an opportunity to create a really, really fucking cool anti-hero. And they said, fuck that. We're going to make a soft and cuddly version of Boba Fett that cares about people. And fuck it. You know what I mean? And I hate that arc. I hate it. He should yeah. be a rogue, outlaw, vicious. You know what I mean? He, he would have definitely been cooler if he cared about the people he cared about and then didn't care about anybody else. Yeah. You know, like it's cool to care about his sidekick. It's cool to care about his people. Um, but yeah. As soon as those I, Hut twins showed up and were talking shit and all that. Just smoke them. Smoke them. Smoke them. 
Boba Fett style. Dude, and that's what I I, I I definitely agree with that assessment by virtue of, yeah, we need to um, make him. I mean, anti-hero gets thrown around a lot, but truly an anti-hero. Yeah. Somebody that people think that Clint Eastwood shit, where I'm going to just murder everybody. Bronson yeah. sort of field. John Wick, where right. he loves what he loves, but he can he'll fuck you up and i'm probably just a victim of my own expectations you know because i in my brain right i've spent the last 30 years mapping out how boba fett's fucking art goes <laughs> not everybody's <laughs> done that but like i just think it would have been a lot cooler to have him uh, be a little more of a uh, outlaw type of character right you know what I mean? And what they've done is turned him into Kevin Costner in Dances with Wolves. <laughs> Except it's sand people. <laughs> Tuscans. Tuscans. Yeah. Someone told me sand people's Racist. not acceptable anymore. I don't know. What the I wasn't fuck? able to say it. I tried to say it last week. It was looked at sideways. How is um, sand people fucking like racially insensitive? It is one they word away from being a literal No, no, term. I understand. Uh, <laughs> I get that. I do. But, like, I don't. It just feels weird to say it now. Um, that being said... Why does it feel weird? I don't, I don't know. Um, that being said, I've got... Something just came to me while you were talking. Maybe they're a victim of their own success. And what I mean by that... And I, well, I say they as Disney+. Plus. Maybe they are a victim of their own success because the Mandalorian acts like Boba Fett should have. 100%. So... Can you put out a show that was as wildly uh, fucking popular as Mandalorian and then back it with yet another Mandalorian who's the, the you know, fucking never show my face, and yeah. it, which is a whole other thing, too, that nobody's ever talked about. The Boba just constantly takes his helmet off. Like he has his helmet off more than it's on. Yeah. And he wears robes. Now. Yeah. Why are you wearing robes, I don't, dog? Is he just too chunky I, for the <laughs> armor? I don't know, because if you keep his fucking helmet on, you can put whomever you want. Yeah. Pedro Pascal has never been in that armor. Ever. He's a voice actor. I think once. Maybe one time, because once. yeah, he, he had there to was show that one reveal. Yeah. yeah, but the big deal for Mandalorian is never take off your helmet. Never take off your helmet. Right. But and, those are the zealots. Right. Those are the zealots, and, and obviously Boba Fett isn't. And But I just, I don't like the touchy-feely. The kinder, gentler. Don't get me wrong. No. Pedro Pascal's Mandalorian character is very touchy-feely. He falls in love with a little green monster. Well, we all fell in love. You know what I mean? And he goes back to rescue him. And he, you know, like, yeah, I get but, it. There's... But, it, but it. But it was endearing rather than it being part his entire character. Do you know why? Why? Because it was fucking well-written. Mm. Boba Fett is not well-written. Isn't it Favreau? I don't know who's doing the actual writing. Okay, because I thought he gets credit for writing. He's the showrunner. Whether the show or not he does write it. typically don't exist in the writing room necessarily, but they have final say on okay. what the product is. Okay, final question on Boba Fett. Is it Robert Rodriguez's fault? 100%. The entire thing. I think, I think Robert Rodriguez <laughs> is one is... of the most overrated filmmakers of all time. Why is... He's got a lane. Danny that... Trejo... Oh, in on. Star Wars. Dude, that was so distracting and stupid. It's so weird. Dude, why is Machete a fucking, you know what I mean? I know. It was. It was <sighs> fucking stupid what it was. By the way, Black Stanton, and I'm never going to stop calling him Black Stanton. 
Um, Because that's what he was called. Yeah. That's canon. And he has black fur. (laughs) I mean, that's really all it is. Uh, Which is is still a a cool character in the Wookiee race. I don't. Ooh, that's interesting. And now that I don't know, maybe that's why they call him um, that is because he's like a very obscure, right? You know. And this week's episode expands on his story a little bit and brings him kind of into the fold. Is he going to start working for Boba Fett? Like I hope. Yeah. Okay. Hundred percent. And because he's a badass. That's a fun. cool note. I like that. I right. like that as a a, a character development kind right. of thing. That's kind of cool. Right. Um. But, uh, I, I just were go, I, are we going through what is it eight episodes they're gonna do yeah, ten episodes it's always eight yeah it seems like um of just Boba Fett building up a crew well okay let me let me push back a little bit they refer to him as Daimyo yeah Daimyo in Japan is a ruler yeah right of an area of a, an area he's not Yakuza. He's not murder by numbers, uh, rule through inflicting death and pain and fear. A daimyo is known as getting tribute from his the people that work for him. So the more people that work for you is the more money for you. Yeah. So within the context of him being a true daimyo, it makes sense that he wants to put together a large gang that will make him money. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? 100%. So, I mean, I get... I think the real rub is, like you said, you're such a Boba Fett nerd over the majority of your life. And this is not what I wanted. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like what you're doing. I don't like what you're doing. Um, Um, There is a really cool moment in the new one. Um, You know, we got the Rancor brought back into. And he wants to write it. Yeah. Right? That was the whole thing. Which they don't. We haven't gotten into that yet. I'm sure that's coming and it's going to look terrible. I want that to be a thing. But it better look good. But it's going to look like dog shit. (laughs) It's going to look bad. If if this show is any. It's Robert Rodriguez is doing all the CG himself. Yeah. He's the the new head of fucking animation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's a moment when there's like a big meeting of all the gangsters on fucking Tatooine. Okay. And he uses the Rancor to instill a little fear. Good. Which, by the way, is also a contradiction to everything that he said. That he would, oh, okay. I'm going yeah. to lead by respect or not fear or whatever, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't want to be Jabba, right? Right. Well, Even though Jabba got it done. Now he's got a Rancor, and he's like, <laughs> fuck you guys. I got a Rancor. Well, maybe. What you going to do? Maybe this is part of his character development. I hope he so. thought he can rule one way, and then he realizes he has to inflict that. It needs to be written better, though. It does need to be written better. Even the dialogue is dicey, it's bro. It's dicey, man. Dicey, and, bro. Yeah, and that guy's not the best actor in the world. I remember when he was in... He's um, fine. When we were warriors, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. blown away by that motherfucker. I was yeah, like, God he was damn. Ama- that's an amazing movie, by the way, guys. If you haven't seen oh, When We Were Warriors, great fucking it movie. It is that part of the world at that time is a huge. Yeah. It, it, everybody should at least dip their toe in the water to find out what the Maoris were like in New Zealand. Oh, I'm sorry, Sean Mo would correct you and say Maori. Remember that from last okay. week? He called him the Maori. Okay. okay. God, he's so dumb. He's so dumb. I love him so much. Oh, no. I want to cradle him. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hold him to my bosom. I want to rescue swim him across the animus. <laughs> That's what I want to yeah. do. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> nice callback to a conversation we had off yep. there. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, we do this just for us. Um, that being said, I'm going to continue. I'm not going to throw away the series. I'm going to watch the fourth one today. 
I'm not going to throw away the series altogether because of like that per se. Because I thought the first two episodes, real quick, because we we got to get out of this. Why did you say I went back to the first two episodes and feel differently? You um, told me it, that earlier. And yeah, I was like, what the it, fuck it, are you talking about? It's just that I'm starting in uh, the character arc. I just I, I you were so fucking. I just don't love what they're doing with the character. Your dick like, is so twisted about Boba Fett. I am, man. I, <laughs> he was the ultimate like gunslinger, mysterious Fuck character. Yeah, bro. And the more we learn about him, the less I like him. The less him. you like him. See? 100%. It's like you finally talk to your wife. It's like I'm dating him. <laughs> <laughs> Are you hitting the panic button on him, dude? Uh, <laughs> anyway, Inside Baseball, we Inside love baseball. you. Um Let's get to some other stuff. By the way, real quick, before we get into Muzaka, ay, ay, ay. Bobby hates me. Before we get into Musica Caliente, we are going to talk real quick. I'm just informing you. I am instructing you. If you haven't, watch Yellow Jacket. I don't know if you have Showtime. I don't care. I don't care if you steal it. It needs to be watched. It is so fucking good and weird and uncomfortable. It's great. Just watch it. Trust me, guys. Yeah, you brought that up like after watching the well, first one. After watching episode. the first one, now I've seen the entire season. Yeah. Okay. And it is fucking gnarly, dude. And I ignored all of your recommendations. I understand that. Man, as, as I often do. As most do. Um, but when you deal I'll, with I'll get on it. Juliet Lewis and cannibalism and it's fucking awesome. I always suspect it. Yeah, dude. She's such a weirdo. She's such a weirdo. She is such a lame. Like, I could see you having a long-term relationship with Julia Lewis. I would fall in love with her <laughs> immediately. Because I think she is this character in real life. Yeah. Oh, they nailed it. They did easy casting. They're oh. like, who should we get to play the strung out Bouncing in and out of recovery, weird, gothy <laughs> eyeliner. Julia girl. Lewis. Julia Lewis. <laughs> um, yeah, she's perfect in this. Yeah. But gr- amazingly acted, and the story is just fucking phenomenal. And Christina Ricci steals the entire fucking series. Right. She's amazing. But anyway, uh, let's get it. You want some do some musicses? Well, yeah, buddy. And this is, by the way, this week, it's Aaron's segment. <laughs> yeah, Bobby didn't have any. I Bobby's didn't. had a long week. So I didn't, he didn't <sighs> shitty week. Yeah, I know, buddy. But That's it's right. better now, though, right? While we're casting. Which one do you want to start That's a whole with, point. my friend? Um, let us start with, uh, let's do a little kid. He's at a Boston. If you've met, ever met anybody from Boston, they're a type of people. <laughs> um, let's just say that. Um, this is a guy that I would have called five years ago a Stan. He's an, he was kind of an Eminem kid when he came out. He's white, but that's not the only reason. Uh, his flow, his his delivery was very, very Eminem-ish. Um, but he's really... To- oh, sorry. I hit the button too fast. He was very, very <laughs> talented. He has a new album called uh, Pink is Better that just dropped about a week ago. Uh, it He has, he has, he has uh, features by like Benny the Butcher... Uh, he has features by Rico Nasty, lover or hater. He has features by Jid. He has um, he has some really really fun features, and this is like a coming of age for this kid. I'm gonna say it's Run the Jewels mixed with a little Tyler the Creator, 
uh, mixed with a little bit of that trappy, like 21 Savage style. Uh, he, this is a coming out party for this guy. And I hope this album does well for him because he's hyper talented as an MC. And who is he? Token. <laughs> he's the token white guy. Uh, get it? No, Do you I see what the, he did? I get the joke. Um, yeah. It probably played better 10 years ago. And this ago, is but. Rico Nasty featured on this one. Yeah, Rico Nasty's featured on this shit is called High Heels, man. It's a whomper. Yeah, that is uh, that bump, man. Woo! That bass, and and I wanted to do the Benny the Butcher one as well, just because. What's cool about this kid is when he has a song with Benny the Butcher, it sounds like it sounds like Griselda. When he does a song with Rico Nasty, it sounds like Kenny Beats. Right. Like it's like it's funny. It's almost like he's chameleon, kind of aping. Well, he's, he's tailoring it. Yeah, it's you know, what really I mean? cool, yeah. man. Like. Um, he has another song that we were going to do called Boom with Jid, which is our next artist we're going to play. Um, that is super fun party music. It's just a, it's a very eclectic album. There's some personal stuff on it as well. But um, I'm more about the the slappers, man. And that shit slaps. That's a slapper. Um, anyway. Tell me about Jid. Jid! Um, I call him our Southern Kendrick. <laughs> we have our West Coast Kendrick. Um, who, by the way, should have an album out any day now. Yep. And you best believe we're playing some fucking K-Dot on here. Uh, however, there's something about this kid, his flow, what he does on the microphone that's so reminiscent. It's so easy. He's such a natural. We did a Jid track a few months ago. This is off his new shit. It's featuring 21 Savage um, and uh, I think somebody Baby called- Tate. Baby Tate, uh, who's a, a young lady. But anyway, she does like a hook at the end. We're going to play. We're going to have to get into this track a little bit so we can fit yeah. in the verse. Because the intro, um, I know you guys will all know, because you're all aficionados, where this break comes from. Uh, but to do the Wu-Tang callback and use it this strong, um, man, he just wrecks his shit. I love it. Hit the music, baby, cut it down. Hit the doobie while you do me indubitably. I feel like I'm a bust now. I feel like a bust down. When I shine bright, blind niggas is up now. In the cut, big black truck pack sacked up. You can pick it up now, nigga, fuck it, okay? Push the fucking pack off of the porch or break a pound down. Get the scrap if it happens to blow, it makes a round sounds. Pussy cat on my lap, push it back and go to town down. Putting rap on my back and I'm black and snatching crowns. Damn, dude. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that good. hook is killer. Woo! Um, I'll tell you, uh, there's a lot of good music out um, over the course of the last week. Token's album dropped. That dropped. Um, there was so much shit that like flew out. Like Fred the Godson's got new shit out. There's there's like a lot of like it, it's weird how that happens in the music industry where every it's because people talk behind doors about when I'm releasing. So people go, oh, you're going to release on the 11th. I'm going to release it on the 10th. Like there's a lot of that bullshit that goes on in the music industry. 
uh, much to our advantage because we get to uh, listen to fucking fire stuff. Yeah, I like it, man. Yeah, man. Fun, well, fun, fun, fun. What do you think, buddy? Is, Is it, it time? about that time? Ooh, boy. I'm ready to clutch. Yay. Um, I have no idea what I'm going to say, but I'm sure I'll think of something. I'll go first. Yeah, okay. I got a little something to say. Oh, I know you do. I'm such a, first of all, I'm such an idiot. Um, we were talking about this earlier, and we both decided that I have a self-destruct button on the end of my penis. Yes. Um, because no, that's, that's, that's when it all thing. goes awry. That's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just... I don't know how I'm going to like button this up, but I'll just say this. I I do practice in self-sabotage quite a bit. And I had been starting to see a very lovely, uh, beautiful younger woman. I was super into it. And I let um, Durango. We live in a very small town. And living in a small town is great. <laughs> it's also awful. Escobros. Uh, yeah, and people just talk, and I let these people get into my head and create a situation where I had some questions for this fabulous young woman, <laughs> and it turned into a conversation that pretty much ended our thing, you know what I mean, before it really even got to begin. That sucks. That sucks, right? And it's my fucking fault because I'm a moron. So I guess the pearl <laughs> that came out of this is you got a person standing in front of you and you get along with that person and you guys have that connection. Pay attention to that part. Don't pay attention to the noise. I listened to the noise and I let it, you know, self-destruct. <laughs> And fucking destroy something that who knows probably would have blown up in my face eventually anyway. But but at least you know I would have given myself an opportunity made for something really cool. And yeah, I, I'm pretty down in the dumps about the whole fucking thing. Is it? Do you think it's reparable? <sighs> Doesn't seem like it. Hmm. That's yeah. unfortunate. Well, I just say that only as much as like if you really like somebody. Um, and you have a fallout. And look, we've had a, f- you always have a fallout. Eventually. Oh, you're starting Some- your pearl right now. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you would hope it would be reparable if it was something silly. And from what you told me, it was something silly. And it I would, is something I would hope silly. if you guys really liked each other, you could see past it. But yeah. Sometimes you You can't. know, I will say this. If, if we were like six months into it. Then, then it probably it would still be too new. Like we need to talk, but yeah, it, it was too new, and mm. I just, um, I, I mean, like it wasn't about being mean or being shitty. It was just like it was an uncomfortable conversation, and it was a conversation that she told me, like, by the way, people love to talk about me, and this is what's going right. to happen, right? And I was like, no, I'm not going to let that affect me. And then I fucking and then you did. Let it affect me, because <laughs> yeah. um, I'm half a moron. <laughs> I think I chalk it up to you being distraught about Boba Fett. That's gonna be my. my uh, no, I'm like, baby, have you even seen have episode you even three? Seen episode three, bitch, it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible, terrible. I can't even get over it. I know. Yeah. Uh, so mine, which just came to me, thank God for Bobby's pearl of wisdom because it instigated mine. Um, I had a phone call from a friend of mine that is a manager of a really good restaurant. Um, and she was kind of venting about work. 
um, which is fine. That's what we got to do for each other. Like, you know, you knock off a of work, you have a beer with your coworkers, you go, burr, 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 fucking, burr, burr, burr. It's, it's what we do in the restaurant industry. Um, but she made a mention of dr- drawing boundaries for herself um, at work. And it just made me furious because she does an amazing job. And I don't think her boss really appreciates her. And um, it led me to the point of drawing boundaries in your life with the things that occupy your time, namely work and relationships. Um, We all know what happens when you don't draw a boundary for yourself. You get run over. You get um, people will take everything you have and give nothing back if you let them. It's just it's almost in our nature. Sometimes good people recognize your work and they'll give you a bonus or give you this or give you that because they're like, holy shit, you're awesome. But most of the time, the whole squeaky wheel getting the grease thing applies. Um, And it's important that we all draw boundaries for ourselves. I won't allow you to do this to me. Right now, it's a seller's market in employment. Um, the people that work for other people have the control, not the employer, but the employees. People will turn around and tell you to go fuck yourself right now faster than they ever have. Um, so if you're a business owner listening to this, take care of your people, show them you appreciate them, and they will stay with you and follow you from project to project. Um, if you're an employee being taken advantage of by an employer, fuck them and find something better for yourself. It's out there. I guarantee it. Right now, there's a hundred jobs to every person. Um, so make sure that you're not shorting yourself and playing, be you know, being played for the fool just because you think this is the only job in the world you can ever get. It's not worth it. Your self value is so much more important. Uh, we all have to work, but I'd rather work happy. Oh man, well said. Yeah. I have a Burger King intercom on the end of my penis. (laughs) Available exclusively on Clomper.